Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Sunday for those that are here live. Just a couple of announcements. We're actually going to be doing some new stuff with the boost in the coming weeks and months. We've built a whole new great team here that's joining us. Of course, Andy is going nowhere. What would the boost be like without our great Andy Boltax? Um, but a couple of changes I wanted to announce before we get started here today. Um, this Friday, we're off. It's Purim. Next week, we're going to go to a Monday-Friday schedule. We're going to try to figure out what to do on Sundays. Um, and we're also switching our Zoom format to a webinar. You'll be able to continue chatting for those that are with me on Zoom Live, but it's just a little easier on the webinar format. Um, and also, there'll be some kind of registration that Andy's going to post. You've got to register once. Everything else stays exactly the same. So your Zoom link stays the same. Everything stays the same. And over the next few weeks, and hopefully we'll be adding some new features. So stay with us um, as hopefully the boost continues with Hashem's help to grow. So thank you so much for joining me on a Sunday. We've been talking about the idea of building a threshold. And the threshold is really the, the entrance to the depth, to the moments, to the, the, the time between the raindrops. And what I want to do today really is start to work on the construction with you. How do you build a threshold? It's very much tied into an up, the upcoming holiday of Purim, which we will get to later in the week, which is applicable to Jews and, and to all nations alike. No matter where you're from, it don't matter because the stuff that we're going to talk about has universal principles. It just happens to be if you're observing the holiday, with, you, know, you can know what to concentrate on. But we've been talking about this idea of building a threshold. Now, what does that mean? It means that there are moments in my life, let's start with two or three, let's put our goal to get to five or six, let's you know, dream of getting to 15 to 20, like let's, let's work, let's do the work, the hard work of trying to take bits of our life and finding within those moments deeper experiences so that if I get two or three a day of uh, times where I can go to the new world, if you will, great. I get a certain level of depth in my day for multiple times a day. And just keep on adding to them until one day, most of your day is living at a deeper level. Right? If the new island that I'm building is a deeper island and I get to go there once or twice a day, then that's wonderful. And I'm going to start to get used to being at a deeper place, to, 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 to living from a deeper place, to interacting with the physical world from a much more spiritual perspective. I get to practice thinking, studying, reading, interacting with people, working from a deeper place. It's phenomenal. That's what life's all about. And all I got to do is figure out how to get there. And all I got to do is figure out what the threshold is that gets me in and even gets me out. 
and then just keep on building new thresholds. Like at some point in the evolution of real estate, I would think, and maybe not, but let's assume, let's use this as a, as a, as a, as a parable. At some point, you know, everything was one big room. And as, or at least one room, and as the real estate world became more sophisticated, they started to build doorways. And as your home expanded, if you will, you started adding different bedrooms and rooms through the different doorways. So yeah, there was a time where I lived in one room, but I'm now adding to my life. I'm adding another room called my relationship with this person. And I'm adding another room called my relationship to this person. And I'm adding another room called work and another room called spirituality. And it's all under one house. It's all under me. But I have thresholds that I walk in through. So that when I go into this period of time, from waking up to the first 10 minutes of my day, from 10 to 10.15, from 9 to 5, I don't know, when I walk through my day, I could easily know how to get into the room that I need to be in and be in that room. So if one room was a workout room, and the other room was a synagogue or a place of worship, I know instinctively that the way I dress and act in the workout room is going to be different than the way I dress and act in the room of worship. So no one has to tell me that. My brain already knows how to get there. So why should that not be the same for my life? It doesn't mean that I have to always go to the gym at eight o'clock, but it means I know how to get to the gym. It doesn't mean that I always have to go and be with this person in my life at this hour. I could be with this person five times a day, but my brain knows I'm going to go do this thing with this person, get into the zone. This is the time for work. This is the time for family. This is the time for connection. The bifurcation of our lives is not going to scatter us right? That's the whole issue we spoke about, I'm sure, I feel like months ago, of the difference between multitasking and switch tasking. Multitasking is the world of doing everything at once. Switch tasking is the world of being all into whatever you're doing, even if you're doing multiple things a day, but whenever you do the one thing you're doing, you're all into it because that's how you put your attention into it. And that's how you allow your brain to immerse itself in something. So that's, that's what we did, I don't know, maybe April, May, cognitively, but now let's do it from a deeper place of spirituality, which is when I put my whole soul, if you will, into something, even for 10 minutes, then the experience that I have with that thing is much deeper. So when I walk into the room called this person for five minutes when we spend time in the kitchen together, for 10 minutes when I put the jackets on in the morning, for 15 minutes when I call to check in on the day, whatever it is, I walk into that room. When I walk into that room, I'm all in, I'm with them. What you're doing is you're building thresholds throughout your day. Now you're building a beautiful big home with different rooms attached to it. Now, if we can extend the example further enough, if you're with me still, some thresholds are quick 
Some thresholds require a longer hallway to get into it. There's an anteroom. So maybe when I spend time doing this thing, reading, introspecting, spending time with this person working, it takes me a few minutes to just get out of my other day. So I got to like, just walk a little bit longer. I have a little bit of an exercise that I do before I walk in, you know, for those that pray uh, the traditional prayers every morning, you don't just get and talk to the highest point of prayer or something called the Amida, which is the time where you stand before God. You don't just roll into that. You say prayers for 30 minutes before you get there, because that's a long hallway. You're going to stand before God every day. That's pretty big stuff. You don't just roll, you don't wake up and be like, hey, you can have that relationship with God where you say, hey, but not the formal saying very specific prayers, tapping into deep levels of spiritual energy. You don't just roll into that. You prepare yourself and prepare yourself and prepare yourself. Because there are some things in your life where you don't just roll into. You need to build a long hallway to get in there, but understand what we're doing and understand why we're doing it for. It's because what we really want are these multiple moments a day of real depth. Now, at some point when we do this long enough, we'll, we'll start to live different lives because the experience of depth is so much is qualitatively so much greater than this, the, the experience of quantity and of surface that will start to go there. And we've already experienced that to some extent. If anyone here has ever been in a situation where someone said to you, let's just go do, 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 do. And you're like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm happy with this thing. And the person looks at you like, are you crazy? That what's taking place many times is not always, is this real, is this conversation between quantity and quality, surface and depth. The experience of something that's deeper doesn't necessitate lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff because you don't need that much stimuli because you're living at a deeper place. If, you ever, if you've ever, you know, sat down to ever read a really good book, especially a book that was like based on wisdom, you don't need the same level of stimuli that someone who's scrolling on a phone needs because the relationship you have to the information is deeper. You're attaching it. You're attaching yourself at a deeper place to the thing that you are engrossed in. And that thing doesn't have the images. It's just words on a page. But your relationship to the words on the page is so much deeper than your relationship to images on a screen. And so you need less stimuli to give you a greater feeling for those of you who are what I would call old school, you know what I'm talking about when you, you ever do, I mean, not everyone has this. So if you're not like this, it's okay. I had this great battle because, you know, back in the old days, you know, pre-COVID, I used to travel a ton. Who knows what's going to be, but I used to travel a ton. And I happen to like to read with God's help. I hope I always like to read. So I, I would battle between, do I put everything on my iPad and have a, the Kindle app and basically have like a hundred books available to me? Or do I have to like schlep around like five books or two books or even one book? And as much as I tried to put it on my Kindle, I got to tell you, honestly, there's nothing 
I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. There's something about the paper. I don't know. There's something about, and because I was, uh, I was trained and beaten up and hazed as a lawyer, I can't even read anymore with a book. I have to read with a pencil. And for the lawyers who are reading, watching this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have to read with a pencil. It's not even a pen. It has to be a pencil because a pen wouldn't give the level of respect to the paper. Now, for those of you who think I'm insane, just uh, just sort of like reserve judgment for five minutes and let the lawyers just sort of like, you know, when you write on a paper, you don't write in pen on a paper because it's not respectful to the page you're writing. And also you can't erase it when you want to change your mind. I can't read without trying to correct things. It's a, it's a big problem. My good friend, Jeff, I just run, lent a book to. I kid you not, great book. He came back, he gave it to me. I love him. I think he's watching. I hope you're watching, Jeff. I love him. I, get, I lent him a book. He came back and he, there were three yellow stickies. I'm like, what are these? He goes, oh, I... I made corrections. I'm like, you made corrections? It's like a book on a shelf. He's like, yeah, what are you talking about? This was, and, he, and I looked at, and he was right. Those are three grammatical errors in a, in a book. I'm like, just read. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Who can just read? I got to be marking up. If I have a thought, where's it, where it going to go? I got to write it in the margin. I tried so hard. I tried so hard with the Kindle and the app. I bought the Kindle thing. You know, that, you remember the old days they used to, they used to buy that Kindle? You would buy it as a Kindle. I downloaded it on my iPad. I tried so hard. Can I tell you, nothing compares to holding a book. Nothing compares to turning pages. Nothing compares to that. I don't know why. There's something about the relationship to something that you hold in your hand that's real. The turning pages Yeah, the depth. And again, this is small stuff. This isn't a human being. This isn't spiritual, but it's real. The depth that you have to the information that you're gaining when you're sitting and reading something in your hand is deeper. It gives you an experience that is deeper than when I take out the phone and I'm scrolling through something. And if you've ever compared the two, if you've ever compared the two, just try it. Do, do your own experiment. Sit down to a good book, especially one that is not, not, I'm not talking about sitting down to like, you know, just like cotton candy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, some books, you know, a, a real book, wisdom, real information. Sit down to a good book. And now pick up your phone and scroll any social media app and then compare the feelings their quality versus quantity. In the world that we live in today, they're going to throw so much quantity at you that it's going to give you that initial hit and then hook you in for an initial hit that will require you to continue getting the stimuli hits. And when you sit down to a book you're, or to whatever depth, the beginning, the entrance, the threshold is slower. 
That's why we don't pursue depth so much, because when you get to the threshold of something that is stimulus rich, but very, very surface, you get an initial hit. And that initial hit starts to addict your brain to getting a hit. So now your brain needs a hit. It doesn't have to be a physical hit. It doesn't have to be drugs. It can just be information, an image, something that's primal. And now your brain hits a threshold and says, Oh, I need primal. I need something real. Come on, give it to me. 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 Scroll, scroll, watch, watch, do, do, say, say, run, run, run. And then the world will just throw stuff at you 24 seven that you'll never come down and go, oh, because you're so good. But you feel gross afterwards, like potato chips. One potato chips, Pringles. You can never just have one, right? Because they know that Pringles knows that for, you know how Pringles knows that? Because they fill that stuff with so much salt that the minute it touches your tongue, you're like, I need another one. And another one. You can finish a bag of potato chips and you and you don't even know what happened. And you don't even feel full. Hit, 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 hit. The threshold is so thin. The threshold of food for potato chips is built on the sugar. Like you can almost see the salt dripping off the, you can just picture this with me. The salt dripping off the threshold and your tongue sticks itself out and hit, 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 hit until you feel disgusted. But when you go into the threshold of depth, the beginning of the threshold will always be slow. And if you are not prepared, you're not going to choose it. If you do not prepare yourself to look for things that start slowly, we're not going to walk far enough down the threshold of depth to say, wait, I know this is slow, but stick with it, stick with it. Stick with it. Depth is slower. Depth doesn't hit like surface hits. Depth requires patience in order to get to a feeling that feels so much greater that I can't even describe it. Describe to somebody what it's like to be in a relationship of love. Describe to be with somebody what it's like to feel God's presence in your life. Describe to somebody what it feels like to be connected to wisdom. Say, what words are you gonna use? What's it like? You're like, I just feel, what? How does it feel? You can't describe it because it's spiritual and spiritual feelings do not give itself the articulation in the physical world. And so if you're not going to allow yourself to build thresholds that say, this is going to feel better. Watch. This is how it works. Sit with this. Sit with this. It's a longer hallway to get to this relationship. Stick with this. If you're not going to condition in your life, patience before you start to feel something, then along the way of getting to depth, something will come at and go, whoa, 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 where are you walking to? Depth, stop it. Look to the right. Look at the pictures. Look how beautiful the colors are. See that? Look. And you turn to the right and stimuli, 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 stimuli. And you're like, you know what? I'll be back in a second depth. Let me just take a little pause. You pick yourself up from work. You pick yourself up from the conversation. You pick yourself from wisdom and off you go to the thing. And next thing you know, it's an hour later and you're Googling whatever, or you're lost in whatever. You're on the phone talking about whatever. You're like, well, how come I don't feel like I'm really 
I'm not going to feel it. How come my kids don't love me? And that's a whole other conversation. They do love you. You just don't realize it. They love you like crazy. That's not for now. All right, let's continue this. Let's build this together. Because once we start to get around the pitfalls, once we start to get around the pitfalls of emails and this and that and the whole world throwing stuff at you, competition, what is she wearing? What is he wearing? What does he have? All that stuff, all the stuff, the noise that blocks us from what's right in front of us, which is a life that we are clamoring for. And we could find something, but it begins with the threshold. So today, start to build it. Here's how I want you to think about today. Try today to do something of depth. I'm sure you're doing tons of things of depth. I don't mean, you know, but when you're doing one thing with depth, which is slow and deep and connecting at a deeper level, try to start to see what it took to get there. Try to identify in your mind the hallway before you're able to fully feel that connection to the thing that you're engaged in. All right, we'll continue this. Have an amazing day, everybody. Remember, uh, change is coming up. Andy's going to share it all. And uh, yeah, tomorrow I'll give some more examples. Um, so we'll really make this more practical. Okay, everybody have a great day. And uh, with God's help, I can't wait to see you tomorrow.